Hi there, welcome to this week's episode of the Heart of a Youth Leader podcast. Over the summer break, it's going to be a bit different. We're not going to do any new episodes of the Heart of a Youth Leader, but rather we're going to replay some of the older episodes. We've had over 100 episodes of this podcast now. Uh, And so what we're going to do is just each week select an older episode that perhaps you'd missed, didn't hear, one of those episodes that perhaps had fewer listens than others. Uh, Sometimes that happens just because of the week it goes out uh, is a time when everyone just is busy or doesn't get to engage with it. Uh, But we don't want you to miss uh, any of what we've been saying and I've been putting into these episodes. So we'll have a a selection. uh, And this week is no different. Uh, I hope you enjoy this replay of The Heart of a Youth Leader. And today I want to talk about how he was uncomplaining Uh, And it's interesting, isn't it? Because I can't think of a positive spin. Uh, There's not a word for someone who's uncomplaining other than uncomplaining. Someone who doesn't complain. Um, And I'm just aware that a lot of us youth leaders, we're terrible moaners. We are complaining all the time. We can moan about the rest of the church. We can moan that the church doesn't want to do youth work. We can moan about our church leaders and our ministers that they just don't get us or they don't think we're a priority. Or we can feel frustrated that am I the only one who cares about the young people or the lack of young people in our church? And we can be great complainers. We can be saying, I've been doing this long enough. I should... Uh, I deserve better than this or I, uh, I don't know how much longer I can put up with these conditions uh, and, uh, and a lot of them are justifiable. Uh, a lot of us don't moan for the sake of moaning although I'm aware how we can easily get caught up in the cycle of moaning. Once we moan and we get received we can think well that's the way to do it. I can remember a, a young person in my youth group years ago who um, every time we saw her and you asked her how she was, something had gone wrong. Uh, something was terrible. Uh, and, it, and after a while, it felt like, oh, you don't want to ask her how her week's been because you know it's going to be terrible. Uh, and then, then we hit on an idea of, of saying, rather than how's your week been, by saying, tell me something positive about your last week. Uh, and she struggled to begin with, but, but we'd insist, come on, there must be something that was good, something that brought a smile to your face or something that you enjoyed, and even if it was tiny, what, what was good this week? Uh, and because we realised that um, we felt she was, she was seeing her moaning, her complaining, how difficult life was, was her way of getting our attention. Because we'd sit down and say, tell us more, tell us more, oh you poor thing, it must be really tough. And she was getting our affection by life being difficult. Uh, almost like life needed to be difficult so she could get our affection as her youth leaders uh, and so we tried to get her to look for the positive and slowly but surely we started to see a change in her um, her demeanor and her character her personality started to to become who she really was rather than this moaning complaining person uh, and the danger for us as youth and children's leaders is that we can become that moaning complaining person and yet Jesus never complained Uh, And it's amazing when we look at the life of Jesus, how much he had to complain about if he chose to. He was misunderstood. People didn't get him. People abused him and mistreated him. Uh, He he grew up in this middle of nowhere town of Nazareth, where for 30 years he wasn't allowed to do what he 
knew he'd come to the earth to do. Uh, he was just little old Jesus working in his father's carpentry shop and then presumably uh, took over the family business for a while until he uh, was old enough to do what God has called him to do. Uh, and he knew this was coming, but he, he didn't rush it. In fact, he, when his mum tried to rush it, he said, actually, mum, this isn't my time. It's, I'm not ready. This isn't ready yet. Um, uh, and so he wanted to do it in the Lord's timing. He was patient. He wasn't grumbling. Do they not know who I am? Uh, which if anybody could say that, Jesus was the one who could say it. And, and to be involved in the creation of the universe and then to be this little unknown in the middle of nowhere for 30 years. Uh, anyone else of us would have been complaining. We would have been writing to the, the newspapers and saying, hang on a minute, let me tell you who I am. I, need, I deserve more than this. I am the King of Kings. But Jesus doesn't. He just is patient. He's gentle and he's kind uh, and he's loving and he waits his time. Uh, and then when his mission starts and people don't understand him, even his own brothers don't understand him. And he could get exasperated, but he chooses not to complain. He chooses not to um, go, oh, how much longer have I got to wait for you to catch up uh, and complain about their lack of understanding. He's gentle. He laughs and, he's, and he waits for them and he helps them because actually it's so big, it's hard for anyone uh, humanly to understand it without seeing, uh, looking back from the resurrection and the cross. Uh, and then uh, he's homeless. He doesn't have, the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his down his head. He has nowhere he calls home. Uh, what uh, what uh, uncomfortable circumstances that would have been. And yet he chooses not to complain about it because actually he realises not having a home means he can move about a bit more. He can go to places without having to think about, uh, have, I, have I left the gas on? Have I left the toast in the toaster? And all that kind of stuff that we worry about when we're on our way to church on a Sunday morning. Uh, uh, Jesus was, was uncomplaining and just going about what he knew the Father was calling him to do, even when it must have been difficult, it must have been painful, it must have been frustrating. And then right to the cross and Jesus is hung up on the cross, surrounded by criminals with the soldiers and the guards playing uh, with dice to gamble for his clothing. Uh, and he doesn't get cross, go, look, what you don't realise what you're doing. This is ridiculous. Get me down from the cross. No, he says, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. He's praying for them even on his moment of death. He's praying blessing. He's praying kindness and forgiveness for those who've uh, mocked him, who've spat on him, who've whipped him, who've caused him immense pain. There's no complaining. There's no grumbling. There's just this loving, kind, uh, selfless prayer for those who actually are inflicting the pain. Oh, for us to be like that, for us to be youth workers who never grumble, who never complain that we're not accepted. We don't get enough uh, priority or budget or respect or profile, but we get on uncomplaining doing the job. When you talk to young people about who their heroes are, it's those people who just get on, those people 
who are inspirational, not grumbling, miserable, complaining people. People who complain about the world are not who we look up to. People who inspire us are people who see the world in a better way, people in a good way. Uh, and we want to be like that for our young people because that's how Jesus was and is. So let's thank him for his uncomplainingness. That he doesn't, uncomplainingness, is that a word? It is now. <laughs> because we are so grateful that he doesn't moan about us, aren't we? That he puts up with us, he's patient with us, he's kind to us, he loves us. And I'm so grateful that he, he forgives me rather than grumbles and complains about me. Going, oh, Andy, you've known about this for so long. We've known each other for so long and yet you still get it wrong. How many times? That's not the way Jesus or our loving Heavenly Father responds to us. It's with open arms, with delight, with love and kindness going, Andy, you're one of the family. Come on in. Go for it.